Kaya Talk, Monday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. This is My Money and Me. We move along to our money lesson slot and we're talking to Sean Mkize this evening. Sean Mkize is a renowned businesswoman. Uh, she's better known as Mum Mkize and she was born and raised in the village of Mbambulu in KwaZulu-Natal. Though her beginnings were nothing short of humble, today she is a renowned businesswoman, entrepreneur, philanthropist and one of Mzanzi's most influential personalities. A very good evening to you, Sean. Thanks so much for your time. Hi, Samantha. Hi, you. I'm very good. I'm very good. So you are a very well-known personality and businesswoman. You have your own reality show. You're quite the social butterfly. You've also courted some controversy over the years. You had SARS knocking on your door at some stage. Tell me a little bit about where it all started for you. <laughs> It started off as a young woman, a mm-hmm. young farm girl who had big dreams and uh, who didn't want to let her dreams fall away or who didn't want to give up on her dreams. And uh, he stuck in, he followed her dream, no matter how difficult they were, but he went there and he followed her dream. Tell me about some of those dreams. Did any of them, what What exactly were they? What were, Did any of them materialize over the years? Of course it did. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I wanted to have a big house. Right, and uh, I wanted to have a, a big car, and I wanted stability. I think the three things have materialized. But mm-hmm. uh, coming to business-wise, I've always wanted something that is challenging. And for me, the male-dominated industry was something that was never tapped on by one of us as female. Mm-hmm. So I went in and tapped into that uh, uh, male-dominated industry, and because it was challenging, I wanted to change the narrative. I always want to change the narrative. So you changed narratives and you went into a male-dominated industry. I see construction work amongst uh, the many things that you've done. Of course. It's, it's construction, it's civil work, it's infrastructure, all at once. Most of the people, they always think that uh, you have to be, not most, it's, it has always been a male-dominated industry. But I went in the island and I served my teachers, obviously. And uh, I think I've mastered the game with time. Tell me about some of the projects. What do you do? What is the name of the business? The name of the business is the Kulise Group. I call it the Kulise Group because uh, there's a group of companies that falls within the group. So I call it the Kulise Group because there is the Kulise Construction, there is the Kulise Cleaning, and there is also the Kulise Logistics. So it's all in one. And you run all of them? Of course I do. Okay, so I mean, that's a hell of a lot for you to do on your own. Tell me about your team. Who do you work with? I've got a team of people, different types of people. And uh, in life, you need to employ people with expertise. That's number one. Number one, I'm not a qualified engineer. So I've got in-house engineers that are working for me. I'm not a qualified architect. I've got in-house people that are doing that part for me. When I started, I didn't even know how to read the plans and stuff like that. So I had foremen. And then I had employees as well, the normal layman uh, employees, which constitute of uh, 4,000 500 employees in total. Uh, sorry, how many employees? 4,500. 4,500, that's substantial. I know. So, I, I want to understand, uh, you know, you, you, we always see you in the limelight. We always see you adorning beautiful clothes, very expensive clothes. And as you said, you have the big house and you have the big car, many cars. I'm trying to get an understanding of how you built yourself up to become this, to achieve all of this. I think it starts with uh, determination, to be honest with you, and uh, to know when and 
when to spend your money and when to invest your money in mm-hmm. your business and allow it to turn around. And when you've got your profit, when to utilize them. I think it started there. And uh, for me, I know you're saying I've got a big house and I've got a big car. That, that was something that I was dreaming of when I was a child. And it's not something that is on top of my list as we speak now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a child, some of us, they, they want to be doctors. Some of us, they want to be lawyers and teachers. But for me, I always wanted to teach you to make a lot of money in such a way that I did work. I did work for, when I finished my, my, my degree, I did work for two years. And I thought I was not making a lot of money. I was tired of counting a lot of people's money. I wanted to count that money for myself. So it started with a understanding when to budget and when to use the money and when to invest it back to the business. It's all about that. What is your relationship right now with money? Let's not take it for granted from what we see. I respect money. You know, money can make you and money can break you. Mm-hmm. If you don't respect money, you will find yourself doing the wrong things with money, which will end up breaking you. But if you do respect money, the money will make you. What has it That's done for you over the years? I mean, you've, uh, you know, you've experienced this. Many people have questioned, uh, you know, where the money comes from, how you make the money, how you spend the money. How has that made you feel over, over time? I mean, you have respect for money, but how has that made you feel with, you know, people questioning you all the time? and also demanding from you. I want to tell you something. Money has got the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, when people have got this perception that you've got a lot of money, uh, number one, they will think that uh, <clears throat> you are naive. You know, people, they will come with these different proposals and with these different things that they think wherever that you were, you've made this money and you don't know what to do with the money. And the worst thing that they will anticipate is the fact that they think that the money that is in your business is your money. I mean, I know very well, Richie, I don't have the money. It's the business that has the money. I'm an employee like anyone else. I draw salaries and I draw dividends to the business because that's not mine. It's the business money. And uh, the bad part about people's perception of a person with the money is to think that everything that you do in life, you'll find the comments, oh, no, she's doing this because she's got the money. Oh, no, everything is labeled with the money. You know, you'll find people, I've just branched in, into soccer now. You'll find people putting nasty comments like saying, oh no, eh, eh, football can humble you. No matter mm-hmm. how much money you have, eh, eh, that football will humble you. So you'll ask yourself, how does money come in here? This is just a game which plays for 90 minutes. So it becomes so difficult with the money because people, they'll never, if you do something, they'll just say, it's because you have the money, which is sometimes a bad thing. You know, the money has turned out, uh, people are ashamed now to, to, to do things because they are going to the level like they, they are showing off, mm. they are exploiting to the poor. But guys, uh, for me, we all work hard because we want to achieve something. And why must you be apologetic or why must you work hard if you are not going to do something that's going to make you happy in life? Yeah. You, you say you've worked very hard and you're very dedicated. You respect money. What have been the challenges when it, when it, you know, when it comes to money? What have been the challenges over the years? The challenges is to be on the spotlight. The challenges is for people uh, expecting you to do everything for everyone. Because at the end of the day, if you, if you work, it doesn't necessarily mean that the money that you have is for you. If you are working in a business, business has got its own responsibilities and it's got uh, its own um, thing or need that you need uh, to 
contribute to the disease. And the worst part of it is when people think that, let's say for argument's sake, people hear that you've got a tender for a billion. And if you've got a tender for a billion, people, they'll think that that billion comes to you. They'll never understand that in a billion that you have, maybe the only money that you'll make out of that billion is 10% or it's 5%. And they will think that, oh no, he's got a billion, so he needs to give us that billion. And that's not how it is. The perception that some of the people they look and they create for a person, it becomes a problem. Yeah, I Those hear are you. Challenges. Well, you, you know, you have quite a big team. I mean, you have lots of employees, um, and you, uh, and you know, of course, you uh, are you in the day to day running of the business. I mean, you know, who's taking care of managing the affairs of the business, making sure that you up to date with whatever you need to be paying out to the various that. organizations. I want to tell you something which you'll never believe. Mm-hmm. I am too hands on in my business. I think the only thing that has made me to be in the construction industry for 20 years and successfully so was the fact that I was hands-on. I've never studied the engineering part, but I can tell you, I can read the plans. I can come to the inspection of the site. I'll tell you if the walls are skewed. And I've made it my point that I understand what is happening on the business. So I'm so hands-on that you'll be surprised. I'll tell you a, a secret. And if Sars is listening now, they will share the story. At some stage, you know, when SARS were coming for me and they were coming for me, they end up realizing that the Kulise group is me. You know, yes, it might be a big empire, which is a 9CE and a 9GB at mm-hmm. this point in time. But every single thing that happens in the Kulise group, I will know. And I will, whether you wake me at the middle of the night, I'll tell you exactly, no, in this site... Uh, this is where we are and this is what we need to do and these are the problems on this side and this is how we need to solve it. I still go to the ground. I still get my hands dirty and yeah. Are you all settled with SARS? Because the last we heard that they were liquidating the company. My SARS metal will never end. I think I will fight with SARS till I, I, I throw my t-shirt wherever I, I, I will throw it but I don't think my fight with them will ever end. But I'm still standing. You definitely are. Yeah. You definitely are. Mamun Kize, tell me, what are your weaknesses? Right? You said that it doesn't mean anything to you now anymore. It used to be a dream, the big house and the big uh, big car. I'd like to know, what do you, I mean, you know, you do lead quite an extravagant life. What are the weaknesses where you spend a hell of a lot of money? You know what are my weaknesses? Mm-hmm. My weaknesses is a good heart. You know, when you have a good heart, sometimes people, they come to you and they take advantage of you. And I think that's the biggest disadvantage and that's the biggest weakness for me. Sometimes I wish I could, a person can come and tell me anything and then I will face on the other direction and don't even listen and keep a close ears and act like I didn't hear anything. But for me, I think my biggest weakness is to have a soft heart. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you into philanthropy, you do a lot of charity work. Tell me a little bit more about that. As much you as you're making, you're giving. There's one thing that I've done. I think you, you have seen or you have had people talking about my philanthropist work, mm-hmm. but you have never seen me displaying everything that I do for people. Because there's one heart. Yes, you'll see one or two things now in the game because maybe I'm collaborating with certain people that would like that thing to be seen. But Mina, I've got one belief that if you are doing something for someone, it must be for your own satisfaction and not for advertisement. True. And uh, as much as people, they do know I'm a philanthropist. 
I don't think they know how much because I don't show everything that I do for people and because I believe it's not for the world to know, it's for my own satisfaction. It's what's in your heart, right? And how it makes you feel. Of course. Not everything has to be a show. Yes. If you've done something good for somebody, for me, I sleep at night. Mm -hmm. If, 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 If I've met somebody on the road and there's one thing about me, I always believe that I'm a servant of God because I will never assist anyone who doesn't need help. I can go to the petrol station and if I take out my bag and I give that person 400 rand, you'll find that that person really, really needed that 400 rand on the mm. day. And you came there because you're an angel of God and you just take from your pocket and you give out. Good work. Mama Mkize, thank you so much for joining me this evening. It was great chatting to you. That was Sean Mkize, businesswoman and uh, philanthropist. Kaya Talk, Monday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959, on the street, on the air.